This is copyright one, part two. And in parts two and three, we are introduced to three key concepts in what makes something copyrightable. The first one is the distinction between, um, between facts and ideas and works which can be the subject of copyright. The second is fixation and the third is originality. In this capsule, we're going to cover the first one, which is um, the, again, this distinction we emphasized in the previous capsule between copyrightable works and the ideas that give rise to these works. And we're also going to briefly touch upon this idea of originality. So in this section at pages 9 through 18 of the textbook, we have two cases um, which illustrate um, the distinction between what can be the subject of copyright and what is merely an idea. The first one is the Kenrick case um, and the, um, here, um, and the second one is um, Dolrina Corp case. So um, in Kenrick, we have a pretty simple um, set of factual circumstances, right? Um, essentially, we have uh, someone who invents um, basically a, a tick box um, that, is, that is checked with someone um, checking the box, essentially. Um, I'm sure the original version looked better because they sold a lot of it. Um, but essentially, um, right, the, the, someone comes up with this idea that um, having a hand checking a box is going to make it simpler for people when they vote to understand what they have to do. Um, and that's a very successful drawing that's eventually adopted by the government in, in various um, jurisdictions um, because it gets people uh, to understand what they're supposed to do when they vote, right? Um, and then comes um, this idea of whether someone can um, have a substantially similar drawing and where the line is on this continuum between the very same thing and then something that's a little different and something that's different enough um, not to constitute copying. And again, um, copyright, um, the, the, the genesis of the world is, is very informative here, right? It's a right to prevent other people from copying your stuff, not your ideas, your stuff. So in the Kenrick case, um, court essentially says that on this continuum, it's only a drawing that is the same or that is substantially similar that will be caught by the protection. It is not any drawing of a hand checking a box. And that illustrates the distinction between, um, you know, the drawing itself, which is the subject of copyright protection, as we've discussed, and the idea right, the, the broader idea beyond the drawing of having someone checking the box. And that, as an idea, is not protected by copyright protection. So someone is free to, you know, reproduce the same drawing there 
as long as um, as long as it's not um, similar enough to trigger the protection. Um, and the reason for that is, of course, the, the, the copyright protection protects the drawing itself, not the idea behind the drawing, which could be illustrated in different ways. And that's allowed as long as they're different um, enough. And we're also kind of introduced um, indirectly to this idea that we're also introduced to in the following case, that copyright protection protects works. Um, but it's not broad enough to prevent, um, to, to prevent people from having or using ideas. And so if we had a protection that was broader and that protected the concept itself of having um, you know, a hand checking a box, then what that would do is it would essentially prevent, at least for the duration of the copyright, in this case, I think it was 14 years. Um, I'm, I'm going off memory, so I might be mistaken on the number of years there. Um, but the idea itself would be protected, which would mean that no one could draw someone checking a box for the duration of the protection. That would be too restrictive and it would prevent too much um, of, of what people um, do in coming up with ideas and um, in you know, kind of living their everyday lives. It would prevent anyone from drawing anything even remotely similar um, for the duration of the protection period. Then we have the Dorena Corp case, which illustrates some of the same principles, but in, um, in greater detail. So we have basically two computer programs, right? Um, and basically the, the issue is how can a computer program be protected? Um, and of course, um, the lawyers on the one side justifying um, the humongous amount of money they charge per hour said, well, a computer program is the merger of an idea and a work, right? An idea being uh, cannot be protected under copyright whereas um, a, a work can be, and since it's basically a, a novel things combination of the two, then that means that we simply cannot have copyright protection of computer programs. The court, of course, says, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense, and the medium is not really important, right? The law evolves with, you know, mediums that basically couldn't be thought of when the law was written down, but, or when the, the courts made decisions that gave right to legal uh, principles, but the medium is not as important as um, the concept. So there's no distinction uh, in these rules as applying to computer programs only. There, there are broad general rules that apply beyond that, that context. And so the court says, right, um, this is an appellate court that is criticizing what, um, what the um, trial judge did. So they're, they're enumerating uh, what the law is not by pointing out um, various problems with what the trial judge said. Um, and one of these problems is that um, the, the trial judge says, well, the program did essentially the same thing. And what does that mean? Well, again, what is protected is the work itself. And so in that case, it would be, you know, the lines of code or whatever they um, illustrate, but it wouldn't be what the program does because that's an idea. It's not the work itself, and that is not the subject of protection. And so the court says, 
Um, that was a mistake and it doesn't matter because regardless of whether the programs do the same thing, the question is the second program copy the first one. If they didn't, they're good. Um, copying, by the way, doesn't have to be intentional, but it's whether they copied it or not. And in fact, to suggest that the programs do the same thing requires us to get back to this kind of ideas conundrum, right? Because it says, well, if you're saying it does the same thing, you're saying the purpose of it, right, is the same. And so it's copying what you're doing in that case, right? In that kind of reasoning process is you're going beyond the work itself, beyond the computer program um, is written, right? As, as fixed in the medium and you're going through its purpose, right? Or the ideas that underlay the computer program, and that's not what copyright law is about. Second, we have, um, we're introduced to this concept of originality, which we're gonna see in the next capsule in greater detail. So I'm gonna break it down here. Three important things really about, um, about the Rina case um, is, and there is a, a typographical error there. Um, the the diff the three significant things about um, the Rina case is one um, essentially what is an idea, um, and basically the conclusion is that um, ideas are not protected by copyright law, one. And two, um, to, to focus on, um, to, to focus on um, the ideas or the purpose of a thing um, gets back to you know, talking about ideas and that is not protected by copyright law. And we're also introduced to the standard of what does it mean to copy something it means to make something that is either the exact same or that is substantially similar. So we're introduced one to the distinction between the idea and the work. Two, this idea of originality, which we get back to in the next capsule. Um, and we're introduced basically to what we'll illustrate later on in greater detail, but still interesting to think about it here. We're, we're, we're talking about, um, about what it means to copy, right? And the court talks about three separate concepts, right? And so we have here, we, we, let's say, well, let's call this work one, right? And work one is protected by copyright law. So the holder of work one is protected. And then we have what is in the public domain. And so what the court says is that for a work to be original, which is a requirement under copyright law, it has to neither be made up of stuff that is someone else's, right? Because that is copying and that's not allowed under the copyright of the person who did the first thing. And so it has to be neither the work of it has to, to use neither someone else's copyrighted or copyrightable work or to something that is in the public domain. 
and something that's in the public domain is something that is either either cannot be protected by copyright law or as a result of you know the period of protection expiring or something else has become publicly available to everyone the best example is say uh, a song that is protected by you know life of the author plus several decades well, after these several decades, even though your song is the subject of copyright law, the protection expired, and so it's in the public domain, which means anyone can take it, use it, do whatever they want to do with it. And so the court says for something to be original, it has to be neither someone else's copyrightable stuff in part, nor something that is already in the public domain. The third thing that we are introduced to in the Dorina case are what I call the policy considerations that underlie this area of the law. And you'll see we did that in the previous capsule, we'll do it in this one. This is you know, a broader thing about the law to think about you know, not just what the rules are, but what are you know, the policy reasons that, um, that justify these rules. And what the court says is essentially, you know, we don't want a thought police. And that's also what the court says in Kenrick, right? We cannot protect ideas because that prevents people from thinking and that's scary and wrong. And, but also because it prevents people from coming up with other stuff. And so if I protect an idea, right, that is general enough, not only will I prevent someone from thinking that idea, which is bad, but also I'll prevent someone from thinking about that idea to come up with their own thing. Um, and that's something that, that runs afoul of, um, of you know, the, the policy consideration that we should favor um, creation of, um, of artistic works, but also the public's access to these artistic uh, works. Um, and in that case, it affects um, both. 